what we started doing was, and we did it by accident, we, as we were writing content, we were reaching out to these uh, blogs and publications that we were you know, in the end going to link to. And we were asking if they had anything extra to offer, like a, a quote or an additional piece of insight. Yeah, that's and, brilliant. And people are generally pretty happy to give that. It, it's sort of, you know, it makes them feel good because, you know, they're seen as the you know, authority on the topic. Yeah, yeah. Um, all, all they have to do is hit reply and send you a very quick email with a, a quote or, or something like that. Um, and, and so that's great. You get additional insight and a quote for your content. Yeah. But what you also get is when you do publish that article and you let that person know, because A, they're seen as an authority in the article and mm. B, they're, they're kind of invested, they've put something into that article, mm. the success rate of, of them sharing that article is significantly higher. Hi, and welcome to episode 117 of the WP Elevation podcast. I'm Mike Killen, a WP Elevation coach and WordPress marketing specialist based in Devon in England. I'm very excited to announce that our feature guest this week is Simon Thompson, who is the brains behind Content Kite, which is a content marketing and content ROI specialist business. Uh, in this episode, Simon walks us through how to create content that generates return on investment and how to start creating a content strategy. Honestly, it's so pragmatic and so practical uh, that you're gonna be staggered at just how easy it is to finally create a content marketing plan for your agency and for your business that generates return on investment. Remember as well, I'm gonna show you how to download the checklist, uh, which is every single major point that Simon and I carry off. Uh, and yeah, this is, this is a fantastic episode. I really, really enjoyed talking to Simon on this and stay with us. This is the WP Elevation Podcast, helping WordPress consultants elevate. Hey, this episode of the WP Elevation Podcast is brought to you by WP Elevation. Well, more specifically, it's brought to you by a bunch of our happy customers. See, frankly, I feel a little bit awkward telling you how great WP Elevation is because you're probably not going to believe me because WP Elevation is my baby. It's something that we started over three years ago. Of course, now we're a team of of, of coaches and mentors and we have hundreds and by the time you're listening to this probably thousands of members all over the world but it still really is something that I'm very passionate about and, and of course if you join WP Elevation we make revenue and we make profit so it's a little bit awkward if I tell you how great it is because you probably think I'm just trying to sell you on it and partially I am because I know how beneficial the program is. So what I'd love to do instead is just introduce you to some of our customers. So if you go to wpelevation.com slash the podcast, all one word, you'll be able to hear some of those stories from our customers and hear for yourself how WP Elevation has impacted their business and changed their lives. I hope you enjoy that and I hope you check it out at some point. Right now, let's get back to the podcast. Hey, I'm Mike Killen from WP Elevation. I'm very pleased to have with me Simon Thompson uh, from um, Content Kite. Simon, welcome to the show. Thanks very much for having me, Mike. Happy no, no, yeah, pleasure to be uh, be with you, mate. So, um, for those of you who don't know, those of us who are out there who don't know, tell us a bit about who you are, what your background is, what you're working on at the moment. Sure thing. So, I started out a career in uh, marketing and, and media in one of the most traditional formats out there, being print. Yeah. Um, so, you know, essentially a sales role, and we were selling uh, ads to construction companies, architecture companies uh, within 
yeah, construction and architecture magazines. Uh, so needless to say, it wasn't the most exciting role out there. Uh, about a, a year after that, I was happy to get a role with a, a company in Australia called Ignite Media Brands. And they were essentially this solutions agency for uh, channels, both digital and broadcast, like MTV, Nickelodeon, National Geographic, and, cool, and a handful of others. But yeah, that was, that was a, a really good way to sort of cut my teeth. We were working with pretty major brands there. Um, and then I was lucky enough to get a role with a, a company called MI9, who were sort of a, a leader, leader in the digital media scene in Australia at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, they were a joint venture between Microsoft and uh, one of the broadcast networks called Channel 9. Uh, and they had all of the MSN properties, so Skype, Outlook. Uh, they were partnered with Daily Mail, so a, a pretty significant uh, digital network there and, and we were working on content projects with you know, L'Oreal, Nissan, BMW, Mondelez and, and yeah, a few wow. So yeah, I, I really enjoyed my time there but uh, you know, for want of a, a better phrase, I got the entrepreneurial bug yeah. and decided to go do this uh, by myself. So that's when I started Content Kite and yeah, so we uh, work with uh, predominantly digital agencies and we you know, create content for them and, and help them acquire leads and, yep. and sales through content. Awesome. So Content Kite is a is a content marketing agency, is that right? Yeah, I, I tend not to call it an agency because an agency suggests that it's a lot of uh, custom bespoke work, um, yeah. which is not necessarily what we do. We're, we're more in the the, uh, the of a productized service. So uh-huh. we, we solve a very specific problem for a uh, specific end user. Um, so we we create blog content and uh, you know do a number of other things along the lines of promotion and and mm-hmm. gathering email lists. Um, but yeah, I, I tend not to call it an agency just because we do have a very set offering uh, okay. and we excel. Yeah, yeah and you and I have been talking a little bit kind of via email about you know your role where you fit within within other businesses and content marketing. The reason I was so excited to jump on this call is because I, I get content marketing, I'm a huge, huge fan, and I think there are a large, um, a number of A, misconceptions, and B, people just doing it just plain wrong, particularly for our types of businesses, for WordPress consultants, WordPress businesses out there. So why is it that businesses, WordPress businesses, agencies, need to be thinking about content marketing, both for themselves and for their customers? Yeah, so I, th- I think I've had this question before and the best way to explain it is, is from this quote that I heard and every time I go to mention this quote, I completely butcher it. And I <laughs> We'll edit it, right? You say yeah. what you want, we'll edit it, yeah. Well, I actually sort of, you know, figured that this question may come up, so I wrote it down. So I'm, I'm going to daggerly read it out here. Um, but yeah, I think it sums it up perfectly, but it's, uh, content marketing offers a promise that we as marketers can acquire customers in a respectful, effective manner that is beneficial, educational, and entertaining to our customers. When done properly, it can lead to a more well-informed customer, sustainable thought leadership, and arguably at a cost far lower than any other means of marketing. Uh, perfect. Who said that? Yeah, uh, this is where it gets awkward. I don't actually know. It was someone at Curata. uh, Okay, yeah. In content marketing. Um, I'll have to get the name and and link it up. That's uh, that's shocking that I I haven't. I mean, that's the pitch there, isn't it? That's it, yeah. Yeah. So I I reel that one off a a fair bit now. But like I said, I used to always butcher the quote. But um, yeah, (laughs) 
that's a bit nicer on So just before we jump into this, uh, I want to let our audience know, the listeners, the watchers know that this episode, all the key takeaways that uh, Simon brings up are going to be as part of a download, which you can get to at wpelevation.com forward slash Simon Thompson. So everything that Simon kind of, the email that Simon has already sent me is is good enough to just release, to be honest yet alone actually diving into it. So that's coming up. We'll let you know um, when you can access that. This should be up uh, and live now. Um, so Simon, this is the bit where I kind of am like, right, we've got you know 25 minutes or whatever. I want you to completely change my content marketing strategy. <laughs> Simple, mm -hmm. right? Take me through some of the main points when it comes to content marketing that are gonna help me move the needle for my agency. Like, where do I start? Sure thing. So before I get into that, I just want to mention one thing. And we sort of touched on it earlier yep. for, for WordPress consultants and freelancers and digital agencies that uh, those sorts of businesses, you know, among others tend to not be doing content marketing as well. Mm -hmm. And we sort of had that feeling as well, but it, it was all anecdotal. It was all through conversations we'd had with, with digital agencies. So we actually decided to go out and, and collect a bunch of data on that. Um, and by collecting a bunch of data, we, we had a VA go around to the websites of 1,000 digital agencies. So yep. by, by digital agencies, I mean web designers, developers, uh, WordPress consultants, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, and we had them essentially rank their blog uh, on a scale of zero to four. So I'll let you know what that scale looks like and why it was zero to four. Um, one caveat I will mention is the, the only ranking that we, we looked at was on the frequency of post, and I know that that isn't the only metric to look at um, mm -hmm. for content marketing, but it, it, it is sort of telling of, of how how much effort and commitment someone's sure. putting into it. So here's what that looked like. Uh, so a rating of zero meant they just didn't have a blog. Yeah. Uh, a rating of one meant they were posting uh, one to three times per year. Yeah. Rating of two, one to three posts per quarter. Mm -hmm. Rating of three was one to three posts per month. So we're getting into the category of, you know, they're, they're giving content marketing a good go now. Yeah. And a rating of four was posting once a week or more. Uh, and that's what we would call an, an optimal uh, posting frequency. If, you, if you're posting once a week or more, then, sure. uh, you know, you, you're putting yourself in a position to, to leverage content as an asset fairly mm -hmm. well. Um, here's what we found. I mean, we knew that uh, a lot of agencies and consultants weren't doing content particularly well compared to other industries. Yeah. Um, but we didn't realize that, uh, you know, just just how, you know, how poorly they compared to other industries. And I mean, that's the greatest respect. So, uh, yeah, what we found was at, out of a thousand digital agencies that the percentage of them that were posting once a week or more, so what we would call an optimal frequency, was 7%. And that's sort of unheard of in wow. any industry. Yeah. Um, yeah, so we, we, we thought it was, I, I guess, alarming, um, yeah. but also means there's a lot of, a, a, like a lot of opportunity for, for agencies and consultants to, um, to start sort of setting themselves apart through content. Uh, about 30% didn't have a blog at all and about 30% uh, were posting, you know, three or four times per year or, yeah. or a handful per quarter. So, uh, I mean, that's a, a pretty long preamble into, um, you know, a few things I can get into, but I just thought it was uh, worth a mention. This is this is the, the blog post. This is actually available on Content Kite though, isn't it? 
Yeah, so yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll share this link because I had a read before as you shared uh, when you showed this. And what I found was interesting is there was, to me, a bit of a divide, clearly, between people who basically weren't doing anything and people who were at least trying to do something. There wasn't really a middle ground. Yeah, yeah, exactly right. Um, I, I guess one of the main things that we we were most concerned about was that group that was in the, the, the mushy middle, I guess. Yeah. So there were putting time and effort into creating content in a minimal sense, but in our view, they, they probably weren't getting any results. So yeah. if you're posting a handful of times a year, I mean, those blog posts, the blog posts take a lot of time to write. Yeah. Um, and so that, that time in our point of view is you know, not the most effectively. So, so where do we start when, cause I'm a prolific blogger. My, I mean, my business blogs, maybe three, four times a week, we don't have a problem producing content. Um, WP Elevation doesn't have, a, in fact, if anything, it's quite the opposite. We've got, got too much content and we, we struggle kind of keeping hold of it. But I've been there. I know a lot of the elevators out there. I know a lot of the guys listening here are out there. Uh, they know that they want to do it. To me, the big thing I hear is they go, yeah, well, I wrote sort of four blog posts and I didn't see anything from it. So I kind of didn't really bother. I'm like, it's it's a long term game plan that you need to implement. Where where do we start if we want to start you know getting traction with that? Yeah, so I guess the first thing I would say is uh, put a strategy in place. And yep. I think a lot of people hear that or they read a lot about this on the internet, and at that point they just switch off. They go, ah, oh, you know that that's a <laughs> content expert, and yeah, I don't, I don't want to think about that stuff. You know, sure, I'll write a couple of blog posts, but it, we sort of came up with a, a framework, and it, we didn't come up with it, but. It's, it's one we use and it's nice and simple to follow. Yep. Uh, it's called the hub and spoke method. Yep. And it essentially just means you come up with a, a central idea uh, that would, or a central topic that would appeal to your target audience and you schedule 12 topics around that central idea. So to use the example of, of Content Kite, we work exclusively with digital agencies. So our uh, central idea is how to get more leads for your digital agency. And then we just create a bunch of content topics. And every time we, we come up with a topic, we say, is this going to help a digital agency or a consultant or a freelancer mm -hmm. get more leads? Mm -hmm. And if the answer is yes, then then we'll consider writing that as a topic. If, if you do that, you're doing more than, you know, well, probably 93% of agencies consult. So that's the first thing I'd say. It's interesting um, that when you say we take an idea such as to help businesses get more leads or whatever, and this is something we've been trying to tell a lot of people, and I'm seeing more and more people understand this, is your blog and content strategy should be helping your customers do the exact same thing that they're going to eventually pay you to do. It's it, that, that value gulf, blogging is, is part of that journey, you know? Definitely. And I guess this is probably a, a good point to mention one thing, one of the main errors that we see a lot of people doing is they write about themselves far too much and, and don't necessarily think about the problem they're trying to solve for their customer. Yeah. Um, so the, the number one thing we see is, you know, agencies of, of developers writing about, you know, how good they are at, um, you know, HTML5 coding languages and, yeah. uh, you know what, what's going on there and your customer is employing you so they don't have to think about that stuff yeah. they really yeah care in in a lot of cases sometimes they might but uh, yeah i i would say just just write about the problem your customer has not about how good you are at x yeah um, assuming you're writing all the good stuff it's you know detailed research it's you know unique and and all those buzzwords yeah um there are 
three things that anyone can do to just leverage their content well beyond uh, having the, the blog post just sit there on their blog. So mm. I can get it those if you like. Yeah, man, definitely. Yeah, that'd be good. Cool. So the, the first one is uh, run a content upgrade along with, with every piece of content. It doesn't have to be every post, but the, the good ones are high traffic uh, pieces of content. You can, you can do this. So a content upgrade is uh, essentially another form of a lead magnet. And for, for those who don't know what a lead magnet is, mm -hmm. uh, it's basically a piece of dated content. Uh, that you offer in exchange for an email address. Mm -hmm. And I mean, the topic of an email address is uh, probably for a whole nother podcast, but it's valuable to have a list that you keep in contact with. Yep. Um, so a content upgrade, a very specific lead magnet to that blog post. And the reason that's important is because when someone comes to your blog, I think everyone gets into their head that, you know, People just love them and they've read everything about them and they've gone to the about page and yep. they're, they're all about that company. And it's just not the case. Yep. They've come to that blog post because you know they found it and it solves a specific problem for them, uh, hopefully. So the only thing we know for sure that they're interested in is that piece of content. So if we can create something that's super tailored to that piece of content that they can get in exchange for their email address, mm -hmm. uh, you know, that, that's really valuable. And it doesn't have to be you know, a super detailed piece of bonus content. It can even be a PDF of yep. the article. And people at this point sometimes say, well, you know, where's the value in that? And uh, I mean, if someone comes to your blog post, they don't have time to read the article. They see it's a very lengthy piece of content. If they can download it and, and take it away and, and read it at another time, then there's value in that. Uh, oftentimes it's a, a checklist or a cheat sheet yep. that summarizes the article. It, you know, just, just uh, yeah. It adds an extra layer on top that, that people don't have to read the whole, the whole article to. Uh, to yeah, to and I mean, we, 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 we actually teach this in one of the courses at WP Elevation. I teach the concept of content silos. So if you talk about SEO, have an SEO lead magnet, have you talk about whatever. But you're saying that what you can do is you can even do that per post. And it doesn't have to be something overly. I think a lot of the time people think that content upgrades and lead magnets have to be like forty-page ebooks. Um, whereas we can see, uh, in actual fact, sometimes, like you say, it can be a checklist. Hint, guys. By the way, when you go to wpelevation.com forward slash Simon Thompson, that will be a content upgrade for this blog post and for this uh, podcast. It doesn't have to be anything hyper complicated. Exactly right. Yeah. Um, so I guess the second thing would be uh, content promotion and a lot of people do this. They, they recognize that there's value in, in not just letting the, the blog post sit on your site and hoping yep. people come up with it because they oftentimes just won't. Um, so a lot of people go out and promote their content and they'll reach out to publications that they've linked to and, and they'll say something like, hey, I noticed you wrote a post about X. We also just wrote a post about a similar topic. Uh, here's the link, have a read and, and let me know what you think. And that's generally code for, can, can you share this with yeah. the audience? Can you share on Facebook? Yep. Um, what we started doing was, and we did it by accident, we, as we were writing content, we were reaching out to these uh, blogs and publications that were you know, in the end going to link to. And we were asking if they had anything extra to offer, like a, a quote or an additional piece of insight. Yeah, and, that's brilliant. 
and people are generally pretty happy to give that. It, it's sort of, you know, it makes them feel good because, you know, they're seen as the you know, authority on the topic. Yeah, yeah. Um, all, all they have to do is hit reply and send you a very quick email with a, a quote or, or something like that. Um, and, and so that's great. You get additional insight and a quote for your content. Yeah. But what you also get is when you do publish that article and you let that person know, because A, they're seen as an authority in the article and mm. B, they're, they're kind of invested, they've put something into that article, mm. the success rate of, of them sharing that article is significantly higher. That's genius. Uh, yeah. Yeah, so it's a, it's a really good way to just get extra people to share and, and um, you know, in, in a way that makes them look good as well. Yeah. Um, and then the, the third one would be uh, sharing multiple times on social media. Uh, and you know, some people go, "Well, what's the big deal here?" Or, or yeah. I don't want to share more than once on social media. Um, Kiss Metrics actually did a, a study on this, where they um, a blog. This is one that got shared multiple times. I'm getting to how many times multiple times means. Um, but they essentially doubled the traffic that they were getting from social platforms when they uh, on. Facebook, if, if they posted once on publish and once a month later, uh, on Twitter six times, so on publish two hours later, next day, next week, mm -hmm. next month, a month after that, uh, and then three times on Google Plus, so on publish the next week and then the next month, uh, they they doubled the traffic that was yeah. coming to the, from from social platforms. Um, so and that's really easy to do if you're using something like Buffer. Uh, you yeah, can, you can do five minutes. A couple of points, just, you know, change the headline yeah. uh, when you post it. And, uh, you know, if if your audience does say something about it, like I'm, I'm seeing this headline too much, you know, please stop, which which isn't going to happen, then then you can you can peel it back. Um, the, re the reason it probably won't happen that mm. people are going to see this as spam is because those algorithms are set up that just pe most people don't see every post you make. In, in fact, far less than that. I mean, on Facebook, I think five to 10% of users will actually see a post that you post. So uh, publishing multiple times is, is actually pretty important. Do you know, it's, it's interesting that uh, I recently read uh, Grant Cardone's 10X, um, which if you haven't read, I highly recommend, I think it's amazing. And he was talking about how outreach and promotion uh, is is part of these you know massive levels of action you have to put a huge amount of energy in to start gaining traction on posts like this and um, one of the things that happened with one of my groups actually was that someone said oh you post too much Mike and I don't want to see this anymore I'm leaving and I was like this is perfect now I'm glad that you think that I'm posting too much how could you possibly think that I post too much content out yeah. uh, so if that happens personally I think you're doing something right like if you if someone sees your content too much mm. I think you've done something right because you've obviously yeah. you've obviously done something assuming you're not just hitting the spam button you know over and over and over um, yeah yeah this this is something we, we took in particularly with uh, WP elevation is we realized that we would we would create a piece of content and then like post it a couple of times on Twitter and then leave it. And it's like, there's a whole life cycle, you know, there that you're just ignoring. And I think a lot of businesses, yeah. um, they focus way too much on the creating content and not enough on the, the promotion. And the, it's a bit like making a, a widget in a shop and then never attempting to sell it to anyone who walks by, you know? Yeah, it's such a good point. It's, it's 
probably the most overlooked aspect of, yeah. of content marketing. And yeah, so, so important. I mean, we like to say that you should spend about as much time promoting an article as you, as you do creating it. Yeah. And, and creating an article can take, you know, between two and eight hours. So mm-hmm. you should be thinking about spending it, uh, about that much time of promoting it as well. Um, and you'll get, yeah, it's a lot of work, but you'll, you'll get a lot more out of it. Yeah. It is, but we've noticed very quickly. Uh, we, first of all, we've noticed how many businesses don't want to do it. You know, we, we see that. Mm-hmm. So we think, well, people are constantly saying, go where your competition don't want to go. Most of them don't want to go down the, the promotion and outreach route, but also, we found that it, it compounds this level of the, the first article is, is tough to get a bit of traction to. The second one is, is tough. The third one a bit easier and it gets easier and easier. And, and you kind of have this snowball effect if you're willing to, to work hard at the promotion side of it, you know? Um, yeah, so exactly I'm, glad, I'm really glad you brought that up. Yeah. And I mean, as you sort of start to reach out to these bloggers and influencers publications, like you said, the more you do it, it kind of snowballs because you build relationships with yeah. them and, yeah it just increases your success rate immensely outstanding okay so let's have a quick we'll have a quick recap uh first of all it's about a content strategy and you don't think it needs to be any more complex than the hub and spoke concept right no i mean you can you can get more complex obviously and and you can get really into it and create buyer personas and and create a whole lot of stuff like that if if you're just starting out and you sort of uh, you know Scared's the wrong word, but if you're tentative to, to yeah. get into this whole strategy concept, then uh, yeah, just come up with a central idea and create 12 topics around that. I like um, that a lot. And, and by the way, you'll be surprised how much easier the topics come yeah. to mind when when you have a central idea in mind. Um, and yeah, another thing I would say on on topic ideation and, yeah. and coming up with topics and stuff like that is just, just write whatever comes to mind. It's just concept of free writing and just don't edit yourself and write down you know 20 30 40 and you'll get some gold most of it will be crap but you will get some gold yeah i like that it's funny again we've done these exercises in the past and we kind of go okay so let's just just tell me what it is you want to do and they go well i want to help you know non-profits increase their search rankings I'm like, okay how are you going to do that just tell me one way that you can do that they tell it and then they go, well, I don't know if I can think of that many ideas. And before they know, they've got like 20 or 30 bullet points. I'm like, we're kind of writing <laughs> the content now, you know, like it's honestly not more complex than that. But the hub and spoke idea, fantastic. Yeah, let let whatever comes out, comes out. Don't edit yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like that. Um, and another thing as well, I've picked up a few other bullet points that you've kind of just, just been dropping in, mate. It's uh, thinking about the problem that you're going to solve for your customer and writing about those problems as opposed to writing about what you do and what you're great at, yeah? Yeah, absolutely. I, I mean, one thing I will mention is there is a place for, uh, you know, thought leadership and yep. and write about being a, uh, you know, a leader in your industry for X coding language or, or whatever it may be there's a place for that but just know that the only thing that's going to attract your ideal customers mm-hmm. is something like a problem they're having or a goal they want to achieve that your content helps uh, help, helps them do that that's really interesting so it, so um when we write about our about our customers and our problem but if we do really want to sort of add a few extra notches to that that authority we can write occasionally thought leadership pieces about about ourselves yeah yeah definitely, definitely. that's fantastic I, I just, 
I just wouldn't make it the, the main priority. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's good. No, I like that a lot. That's fantastic. Um, next, we've got about running a content upgrade, which is a, a super specific and targeted piece of content related to just one article. Is that right? If I kind of sum that up? Yeah, perfect. So, I mean, an ebook is great. A generic lead magnet, they're great. They, they will collect the email addresses, mm. but it just goes back to that point of most people who are reading an article it's probably the first time they've been to the, your site or maybe not probably, but you know, they, they're not as obsessed with your content as you think they are. Yeah. They're reading that one article. They're probably not interested in your ebook, but, but we know they're interested in, in something else about that article. Yeah. And it's, it's funny, again, what you say about that is there's a big difference, I think, between what people think they need to give in terms of value and just sheer quantity of content and when mm. you have, like, we, we often kind of use that phrase, uh, look, if you're serious about SEO, make sure to download our SEO checklist. And it's probably, they're on an SEO-based page, they're on an SEO-based post, and we just say, if you're serious about this, if, if you want to do the next step, the checklist is all you need. And it is, it's, it's short, it's easy to consume, and it's related to what they're reading, you know? Yeah, and that's actually a really good point you bring up. So uh, another way to do this, it's a, a bit less labor intensive, is to uh, create sort of category specific content upgrades. Yeah. So all of your SEO posts have, have the same content upgrade, all of your, your web design ones have, have the same and so on and so forth. So yeah, that's a really good way to do it if you want to sort of minimize work. But yeah, it doesn't have to be you know, war and peace in an ebook. <laughs> yeah, yeah, publish that. If you're writing that much, pub publish it. Um, uh, yeah. Cool. So you, I've kind of split your promotion piece into two because first, because to a lot of people, reaching out to a network in general will be quite um, new and scary to them. And you've also, of course, got reaching out to a network for quotes. But can you just expand a little bit about when people say, well, I'm going to reach out to these other posts and people to just share it. So before you get a post, how does that work? Yeah, so I, I guess it goes back to that idea of, uh, you know, making people look good. That's sort of the essence of, of sharing. So yeah. people will share stuff that makes them look good. So if you link to them in an article, that kind of makes them look good. Um, it, but it does that, you know, more so when they're quoted in the article or when they've actually given something specific to that article. Um, so I guess one more point I would mention on that is be clear about your ask. I mean, I'm sure you've got plenty of these before, but a lot of people just get emails that are like, hey, I wrote this article, you wrote something similar, I thought you might find it interesting, feel free to check it out. They know that that's crap. They they know that you don't just want them to, to check it yeah, out. Yeah. Like, yeah. They, yeah, they're expecting you to ask something. So, so just ask them and, you know, they will respect that point of view and they may not share it. But, um, yeah, if they're going to come across as good by sharing the article, there's no reason. So, you know, if you want them to share it on Twitter, say, hey, if you like it, think your audience would find it valuable, could you share it on Twitter? Uh, maybe you want them to mention it in a roundup post. If yeah. they do roundup, just determine what your ask is and, and ask it. Uh, we were really, I've been surprised, and a lot of elevators have done this as well, is just actually how easy it is and, and how responsive people are to want to share other people's content. You know, um, Totally. It's, it's, it's scary at first, but actually there's more people who want to do it than, than don't, you know? Yeah, I actually, I really geek out on this stuff. It's like a big 
you know, psychology principle. But yeah, yeah. I mean, if you've read the book um, Influence by uh, Robert Cialdini, it, it goes to that sort of reciprocity thing. If you're influenced uh, by who, Robert? Robert Cialdini. Uh, so it's C I A L D I N I. Uh, but yeah, it's a cracker. It just goes into all these, you know, why why people act, why they do, um, and it, yeah, it'll touch on that concept. I like that. That's going down on the list. Um, okay, and so also then you've got the concept of reaching out to people for a quote, which is kind of the next stage on from from just reaching out to them, right? Yeah, exactly. So, like I said earlier, a you get additional insight that doesn't necessarily live anywhere else on the internet, or, yeah. or you'll get a quote. Um, so that's great for your article. It's it's unique and it's you know additional content. Um, but B, it it gets that person invested in the article, and yeah. you know look even better than than just being a backlink in the article because you know it's it's quoted from the horse's mouth. That one's so good. That one's so good, and yet out of all of them, that's the easiest. Like that one is the one that I can see people genuinely engaging with and, and having a process for, and yet it's the easiest out of every single one of them. Yeah, totally. And I mean, when you're writing content on a schedule and you're writing something that isn't going to go out for another week, I think a lot of people write and then they'll yeah. publish the day that they write. Um, then obviously you can't do that. But yeah, if, if you know that you've got a week before something goes to air and you can uh, try and get a couple of quotes, it's yeah, sending an email isn't hard. Yeah. Well, how about this, Simon? You can expect a couple of emails from me. <laughs> so there you go. I'm going to be asking you for some quotes. Um, I really like that. That to me is that to me is, is is a gold star next to that one. And finally, we've got about sharing on social media. It needs. It can't just be the classic, you know, ifttt publish once and 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 it's it's promoted on Twitter once. There needs to be quite a bit of work and some length of time behind sharing and promoting on social, right? Yeah, and again, this is just like another really easy, quick win. Uh, it's just uh, queuing up a few more posts than you that you normally would in Buffer. So yeah. most people will share, like they'll publish the article, they'll share it on Facebook, share it on Twitter, uh, maybe on LinkedIn, what have you. If you just do that a few more times on each platform, um, then you can double your traffic from yeah, the yeah, social yeah. platform. And it's not hard to do. Yeah, it's, uh, so it, it's, it's going to depend on um you know what your social following looks like but yeah. uh, about double is is a, a good sort of you know goalpost to make for yeah no that's awesome uh simon thank you so much for sharing that what i liked about that is it's so practical because we've all spoke that this is kind of the problem with marketing as general is we've all spoken to marketing agencies and, and content marketing is this this I actually don't think it is that new. I think you even mentioned on your site the concept of writing content to help people has actually been around a long, long time. But very rarely do we come across someone who just goes, oh, it's actually just, here you go, simple hub and spoke strategy, do some outreach, you know, promote your content a bit more. So this has been absolutely phenomenal. Um, where, can, where can people reach out to you? Yeah, so we actually put together a uh, seven-day email course, and it, it goes into all of this stuff. Um, so yeah, it'll, it'll cover the entire spectrum from putting the strategy together to writing the content to you know writing yourself or finding someone else to write it and promoting it, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Uh, so people can go to contentkite.com forward slash wp elevation or one word. Perfect. Oh, or if you just want to send me an email, simon at contentkite.com. If you've got any questions about what we talked about or just want to 
have a chat uh, yeah feel free to do that mate that's awesome again thank you so much for uh for joining us on the wp elevation podcast um and i'm gonna let you get on with the day you're in costa rica at the moment is that right costa rica yeah so i'm doing the uh digital nomad thing yeah. and traveling around a bit so living, yeah it's, living uh, the dream mate yeah it's good fun it's good fun i'm loving it yeah good stuff all right again simon thanks very much for having us on, uh having us with you and uh yeah we'll speak to you later thanks for having me mike appreciate thank it you. cheers bud bye now hope you enjoyed that episode of the podcast as much as I did. Remember to visit wpelevation.com forward slash Simon Thompson to download the checklist for this episode and leave us some feedback in the comments below. Please subscribe to the podcast and give us a rating and a review in iTunes. It really helps us spread the word. Just visit wpelevation.com forward slash iTunes. Thanks for tuning in and we look forward to your company on the next episode of the podcast. Until then, go elevate.